0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the All Things Gymnastics podcast. I'm your host Ashley Bueller, alongside my co-host and twin sister Brittany. Hey guys! So a couple of episodes ago, we discussed racism in the sport of gymnastics, and we talked a lot about Tia Kiyaku and her experience at the University of Alabama. We're really happy that she's joining us today to share more of her story and talk about how she felt ostracized and retaliated against for speaking out. While you're listening to this episode, make sure you sign the petition in support of Tia if you haven't already. The petition is basically calling for the Title IX investigation that was filed by Tia be reopened and that both Dana Duckworth and Bill Lorenz be held accountable for their actions. We feel that racist and derogatory comments are not jokes and that they shouldn't be normalized and dismissed. So if that's something that you feel strongly about about make sure you take the time to sign that petition it's something that you can do right now while you're listening we're going to leave a link to it in the show notes down below and also on our social media pages at all things gym pod on both instagram and twitter so a few weeks have passed since you shared your statement about your experience with racism as a gymnast at the university of alabama but we think it's important to keep that conversation going, because in our opinions, we don't feel like justice has really been served yet. I mean, Dana Duckworth and Bill Lorenz, they're still on the coaching staff. I feel like it's kind of being pushed under the rug. Um, so we, we feel really strongly about you know, fighting for justice and getting justice for you. Um, we also just want to say thank you for coming on the show today and being so brave and talking about your experience. And yeah, we appreciate you taking the time and joining us today oh thank you for having me just in case people are listening and they're not familiar with your story can you start by kind of walking us through the timeline of events so from when you got to Alabama because I know you started at Ball State so talk about like how you decided to transfer to Alabama when you started having problems with the team there and then what kind of led to you leaving just kind of walk us through that Okay, so I started Ball State, and then after my freshman year, I just wanted, like, a better
1: program, so I decided to go to Alabama, and actually, I was talking to, like, a couple schools, but I only visited Alabama, and I was, like, oh, this is where I wanted to be. Um, When I got there, well, when I went on my visit in the summer, um, I really liked the team, and then um, the head coach, Dina, because she really preached to, like, being more for the person rather than just seeing them as a gymnast and then like helping them with connections with like um, jobs and after school like after college she really helped them out and so um I was really attracted to that but when it started it's actually when I was on my visits when but like now looking back I see that some things were problematic but like in the time I was like oh you know it's just a little weird question but um i was on my visit and she was like talking about her her black roommate and like oh she's my best friend blah blah blah. i'm like okay like overcompensating is a little bit weird but whatever and then she asked me if i want to be called black or african-american which is like uh i don't really care because like i don't know when you would be referring to me like black or african-american but i mean at the time i was just like oh she's you know it's not like that big of a deal and then when I got there, it was our first photo shoot. And um, it was me and another black girl on the team. It was just us at that moment. And she walks over to us and she's like, what is it called African-American appreciation? And we're like, uh, Black History Month. And she's like, oh yeah, that, we need to take a picture. And I'm like, okay. I mommy. Mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but then she never uses the picture. Um, and then, it's around that same time we're in practice and she pulls me aside in practice. And like the way the gym is set up, you have like the monumental teams and like the gymnast on the wall. And she starts pointing out the black gymnasts and I'm like, okay. And she then gets to our graduate assistant, which is Asia Sims. And she goes, but she's not really black and she wasn't really raised black. Which is problematic in a sense, because I mean, what is raised black and what is being black? Right. Um, and then she, let's see. And then there's a couple instances in between where like, I've heard my teammates sing the inward in the locker room. Um, there was this one time where we're picking music in the gym and so like me, I really don't care what the music is. Like my whole time at Alabama, I never picked the radio station to listen to. And so one of the seniors wants to listen to country music and everyone else wants to listen to like rap or R&B or whatever. And so she was like, "I don't want to do that, blah blah." And I'm just sitting there like, "I don't really care." And then she, we're sitting in a circle, and she turns to me and she goes, "I'm tired of listening to your rap music." Um, that was one of your teammates that said that. Yeah, that was one of my teammates. Okay. And then, so then it, then I think this is when around the time where, the assistant coach Bill, um, we were, the three at this time it was the next year, and then the three black girls were all in the same event, and so. One of the freshman black girls was like, "Oh, look, all the black girls are in the same event." And then Bill walks over and says, "What is this? The back of the bus?" And so, after that, we have a team meeting. Well, it's not a team meeting. We have a retreat, which is which happens every year. It's like the end of September. And so, um, in the retreat, we break off into groups, and usually it's a senior leading the group discussion you could we could literally be talking about anything but um I honestly think this is a coincidence but all the black girls are in the same group and um so then we get we get to like whatever discussion we're talking about something just random and then we get to the topic of like like sometimes we feel a little uncomfortable on the team because a lot of things have been said and so the senior was like you guys need to bring this up to the team maybe just like have you know have a brief meeting, nothing like too in depth. So we do that, and this meeting is along the lines of like, um, like let's be mindful of what we say. Everyone's different. Our upbringing is different. Our backgrounds are different. Let's just be mindful. So that's that meeting, and then let's see, maybe like a couple weeks to a month later, the one of the seniors goes to one of the um, freshman black girls and asks her like do you think we should have another meeting and so she says yes and then we when we scheduled the meeting well, when they scheduled the meeting um, i had no idea what it was about so like i was going into the meeting blind like everyone else but then it gets canceled and um, the next time the when the meeting is rescheduled is when i had my surgery and so it was literally maybe 2 days after i had my surgery Um, my mom drives me to the place, to the gym where, where's, where the meeting is. And the meeting is with my teammates and the managers. And so what's really weird to me is that um, before the meeting, we meet, like me and the other black girls meet, and then the manager meets with us. He's also black. There's one black manager and two white managers. And so he meets with us and he's like, I can't really say anything because Dana said not. She told me not to say anything in this meeting, and so we're like, okay, but like you're a part of the team and you have issues, just like we have issues. So like, that was a bit weird. And so, during this meeting, it's very, it's very specific. Um, I remember talking to one of the girls that said the N word, and I mapped out the history of the N word, which you know I shouldn't have to do because we're all grown and our, our age, we should know that it's not an appropriate word but i did it anyways because you know you never know and so then i was like so why did you think that it was appropriate to say the n-word and she goes it was a joke and like that's just a theme (laughs) with alabama gymnastics obviously everything's a joke (laughs) exactly when you're called out it's a joke but when you say it you're like it's a it's fine but um yeah so i in the meeting i called out like the grouping terms like your rap music and then there was an instance where I was um, my teammate said something I was like oh you say it this way and she was like I don't tell you how to say your people's language and so I'm like your people and your rap music is grouping terms and has underlying racism in it yeah microaggressions and implicit bias and things like that and then from the meeting they took that I said like the n-word is racist you have underlying racism in grouping terms and saying and flipped it into me saying that I was racist no that I said that they were racist so (laughs) so at after the meeting people went to their parents and then Dana actually um actually my mom was talking to one of the parents and Dana went to their houses and um was making sure if they were okay so then I at, at this point I had my surgery
0: like my Hold mom. On, real quick. Quick. I hate to interrupt you but no, okay. making sure who's okay all the white girls that are oh myself, okay like, so we got to make sure the yeah. white girls are okay but okay
1: <sighs> yeah and I had at this point I hadn't heard from Dana she hadn't messaged me called me anything so, so um, it doesn't matter if you're okay just to clear this exactly. up okay yep. yeah so then um, it was maybe a couple days later I get a text from Dana and she's like can you meet in my office and I'm like yeah sure that's fine but then she has to reschedule and she goes um, meet me at like I think it was like two o'clock or something she was like thanks What period I was like okay um, and so first of all she didn't tell me what this meeting was about and then when I get there I um, I get to the meeting and it's Dana and then a lady from diversity and inclusion for athletics. So. At this point, my, after this meeting, like I had not, like no one had talked to me. Like, the, like actually I think the black girls had reached out, but it was kind of like weird. Um, like, but everyone else had like not talked to me including my coaches. But then I got, I get called into this meeting that was like, to me was random. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I was being ambushed because first of all, if you have a group meeting, you should kind of give the person a warning. So at that point, I was being ambushed in this meeting. I had no idea what it was about. And um, so my coach mainly focused on, she was like, so did you say that you didn't want to be friends with them? And I was like, what? She was like, I heard the girl said, the girl said that you said that you didn't want to be friends. And I was like, well, actually I said that why would I want to be friends with people who say things like this, which is very logical. Like if people are saying things that are hurtful to you. Why would you gravitate towards them? And then she was like, and you said that you didn't want to sit with them at dining hall. And I'm like, this is a very elementary problem. Um, Why are we not focusing on the racial things that have been said? Because now you are aware of it. So why are you not focusing on it? And so um, in this meeting, I was actually told by the um, diversity and inclusion lady, her name is Tiffany. So I was told by Tiffany to take a step away from the team. And so, at that point, after this, I pretty much wasn't on the team. Um, I had, I wasn't. So, okay, I mean, I was a part of the team technically, but um, I don't feel like I was invited. Like, I wasn't welcomed. Right. So there was an event where um, it's like it's called Ghost and Goblins, where mm-hmm. it's like the debut. We do like um, a couple passes of being team, you know, like dance throughs and stuff like that. And so, but after it is where we meet our donors and like the booster club and stuff like that. And so I was pretty much not supposed to go, but then my mother messaged the, um, who was it? She messaged Tiffany and she was like, if Tia doesn't feel comfortable going to something, is she okay to not go without any repercussions? And she's like, yes, that's fine. And so I get a text from Dana at 4.59, which I think starts at like 5 or 5.30-ish. 5. And she's like, the invitation is being extended. If you wanna come, just let me know so I can put your clothes out, but you have class to um, make the best decision for you or something like that. So essentially, So essentially she's like, you can come, but you have class. And so I like, and first of all, if I'm on the team and it's a, sanctioned events you shouldn't extend the invitation to someone because they're on the team so they're expected to be there but um that's besides the point and then so it's like I'm not sure how this happened because at this point I'm in like a very 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 bad mental space because first of all I live with my teammates so my in, the environment in my house is really bad I walk in and they don't speak to me at all like like I don't even live there so and then um, in like dining hall, so the way Alabama is, like we have a separate dining hall for athletics, ignore me. Like the, my coaches, the assistant coaches, they will walk past me, like adults, So which is like, really? And then, um, so it's just like really bad. Honestly, I felt like I was alone. I had no advocate for me. And so around this time, Dana's calling my mother. and. Um, my mom's worried, like at this point, I just had surgery and I'm like, I'm just gonna drive home. I won't take my medicine for like 12 hours or whatever, so I can drive home and I won't be in this environment anymore. So I get, no, so my mom gets a call. I'm about to go into my class for my um, math final. And I remember this so vividly because I went to the bathroom, my mom called me and she's like, um, I just call, I got a call from Dana saying that um, that you were sleeping around. And I was like, what? And she was like, she said that um, you were sleeping around and that um, it's because, well, okay, this is what Dana said. She was like, that is sleeping around and um, she's never seen my father in my life. So maybe I'm acting out because I, I haven't had a father figure. But this is the thing. I've never talked to Dana about anything about my father. So she has no idea what that situation is like. And so um, at that point, I'm just, like, hysterically crying. I'm not about to go to my final. Like, I just don't even want to be here. Um, I'm just, like, in a really, really, really bad space. So then after that, it's, um, it's, let's see, it's the, like, um, Christmas break. So I get to go home, which I'm, like, thank God. So I get to go home, have a break, and then I come back. And so around this time, I'm talking to like, I've been talking to nine since November. So, and mind you, I'm not really in a space where I should be at school or doing work or like I should not be there. So my focus was like keeping myself sane. And so we get, I start the um, process to um, do the investigation and we had meetings planned for to like mend the team because that's what I want to I want to still be on the team I want to mend the relationships so um I planned these meetings with Title IX so it was going to be a meeting with Dana and my mother a meeting with my roommates which are also my teammates and then a meeting with the black girls and then a meeting with the whole team so we get to it and the meeting with Dana, I'm gonna sit in because my mom wants me to. So yeah, I gotta. And so then um, that meeting was pretty um, unproductive. So essentially, from that meeting, what I got was Dana is gonna put me in a corner. Um, I won't be coached by anyone. I'll be coaching myself, and I won't be practicing it with this team. So essentially, she's still isolating me. Yeah. Um. She, she was upset mainly that i was telling my mother these things and she was like why didn't you tell me and i'm like because you're not my mom like like i think a lot of the gymnasts don't tell their parents anything so dana expected me to do that and like me and my mom are like, super 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 close so i tell her everything i show her all the text messages that i have and dana's like what are you trying to put a big hurrah together and i'm like no but to get a full picture of the story you have to look at everything full circle and so um the text messages that I have have like all these, these sayings and like these things from the black manager and the two other girls that say that they aren't happy and that they know that there's racial injustice happening. Um, that one of the girls was like, she wished that she would have went to UCLA that Alabama got her too early. Um, she was like, I mind you, her mother's white. And she was like, i hate white people like being here like has made me change the way i look at them and i'm like so you're telling me and in this meeting dana was like that i forced them to say things and so i'm like there is no way that i can force them to say these things in a text message and you're going to try to portray like in front of title nine that i forced them to do something that they didn't want to do because that's not true and so then um after that meeting had my meeting with my roommates, which was, you know, it was okay. It was, it was pretty good. Um, I didn't really feel any type of way after it, but then I had a meeting with um, the black girls. And so essentially this meeting was the determining factor of why I left, because um, in this meeting, Makari, she was very, very verbal that I would be a distraction if I came into the gym, um, that the team has already moved forward without me, which if you're a team and you're a unit and you're a sisterhood then you wouldn't move on without your sister and without one of your heartbeats that you claim to you know so actively be a part of yeah but anyway so she was like we already moved on without you like the team has already moved on like why do you even want to be on the team and so from that I'm like I don't I'm not even wanted here like I'm not wanted, appreciated, or celebrated here, so I'm not going, like, this is, that's the main reason why I was like, I don't want to stay here anymore.
0: Well, in Makari's statement, she was saying that you weren't going to meetings, and I I don't know if she said something about, like, some team stuff that you were invited to, you didn't go, but the thing is, it's like, you didn't feel comfortable going, so I don't understand how she can say that, but not see that you don't feel comfortable going. No one there is making you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm.
1: Right, so so her thing like what's really crazy to me is that like now looking back i'm not as upset with like my teammates because i know that dana has fed them things that are not true because in her statement she's like tia decided not to come to things but in the back end you didn't see that dana and tiffany grimes told me not to come to things to step away from the team right so like it's, a, it's kind of hard because like I know that they don't know what actually happened, but also like to say these things to a teammate and someone that you consider your best friend is very, very hurtful. And so, um, but that's mainly like that was this deciding factor why I left. I stayed a little bit longer. I went to like my classes for the next semester, but then when it was like the drop off date like the, um, that I could leave school, I, I just dropped all my classes and I went home. Yeah. But, oh, and I was this one instance that I forgot to mention where, um, so it was the SEC championship for football, and Jalen Hurts, the quarterback, he was a starter his freshman year, I think, and then he got pushed to, um, like, the backup, the second string. And so in the SEC championship, he gets in and wins the game. You know, it's awesome. And then Dana, you know, she puts it in the group message. And the next day at practice, she's like, what can we all learn from like Jalen, like always stay ready, blah, 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 blah. blah. And so we're like, okay. But then after when we start conditioning, she walks over to me and she goes, you are Jalen Hurts. And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? Am I always, are you just using me as a backup? And there's like one thing that really sticks out to me is I feel like she, this could be completely wrong, but like, I feel like she used me as the token black girl. Like she always pulled me to the side to talk about Black History Month and what we should do as a program but like I don't know like <laughs> I'm not sure and she would always be like you're so pretty but I'm like like there's more to that than just being pretty and being Jalen Hurts you know yeah but um that's that, that, that's one situation that I look back on I'm like mm, you shouldn't have said that yeah.
0: but that's
1: essentially what
0: happened overall so Something else that Macari said in her statement was that with the, with Bill Lorenz, with the comment that he made about the back of the bus, that he mm-hmm. apologized immediately after, and then there was the whole investigation. So was there an apology afterwards, did you feel? No, no. Did he did say anything to you? No.
1: There's been times that I saw him like on campus and he would totally ignore me. Um, I have not gotten apology from Dana, um, from, coaches, like the coaching staff, Bill, administration, anyone, like anyone of higher um, position, I have not gotten an apology from. Um, And to point out that Macari said that it was handled, you know, with a lot of care and immediately. The only reason why it was handled is because me and my mother went to the, we actually went to the head of diversity and inclusion for Alabama. And so she turned it over to Title IX after my mom talked to her. So if it wasn't for me and my mom, this wouldn't be anything. Like, you wouldn't have gotten any trainings, any meetings, any talks. Like, Alabama gymnastics did nothing. Right. Um, The only only thing that Dana did was brought in Tiffany Grimes and um, ambushed me in a meeting. And I just want to point out that I, like, it does look like Tiffany Grimes is, like, the bad person. But honestly... I, like, I love her, because, and I, and I know that she didn't come from a bad place telling me to step away from the team, because before this meeting, I feel like Dana told her what she wanted her to know, and she didn't tell her the full circle, like, yeah, I know that after my, like, my mom called the, um, the head of diversity and inclusion, her name is Dr. Taylor my mom called Dr. Taylor and then Dr. Taylor added um, Tiffany Grimes and she like when my mom explained to her what was actually happening, happening, she apologized so much because she just wasn't aware. So um, I wouldn't say that that was anything that Alabama did to try to do something about it. That's just a way to t- kind of push me to the side and wait to kick me off next year because I know that was going to happen because Dana said that I wouldn't even be coached. I wouldn't even practice with the team. So I was like, I'm not here for gymnastics, I'm not going to be wanted. I have to live with these people. Like, I don't want to be here. So, yeah, Alabama Gymnastics basically didn't do much.
0: Yeah, that was the thing that was frustrating with, uh, really, between all the statements that uh, the the university, Dana, they're saying that, you know, there was this investigation, and you know, they did something about it, but the only thing that seemed to be really done about it is you left the school. Like, everybody's still there, so they solve this by removing you or forcing you out actually exactly. right the person mm-hmm. that complains and brings awareness to this problem that person gets forced out essentially and then everyone that's okay. a part of the problem gets to stay and we just get to sweep it under the rug and pretend like nothing's wrong yeah right and So like,
1: like that's something that like i always stress when i tell people my story is that yes i decided to leave but in like where i was standing it wasn't really a decision like I felt like I was pushed out of the team, out of the university. And for them to, for mainly the coaches to be standing there and still being able to coach, that's not fair to me. out of a sport that I love. I'm out of literally everything that I knew before. I'm out of my school, my sport. Like I've been doing gymnastics since I was three. So now I've lost basically everything and you still have everything. And you were the one saying these nasty things. And inappropriate things and racially charged statements and i'm just here nowhere to go like i have like my life has been changed dramatically because of the things that you say and like i i feel like that alabama doesn't and the coaches mainly and a lot of the gymnasts but like they don't realize what they say how and how they can impact someone because words Carry a lot of weight, and even though you know people like sticks and stones, yeah, sticks and stones, whatever. But when it comes to something this sensitive and something of this nature, that's there's no sticks and stones. This is something that's really important. And racism and things about race and racial injustice can impact someone's mental health dramatically. And like that's something that I have been struggling with after Alabama, because of the things that they put me through. And so like it's it's not fair that they are able to just continue their lives with no repercussions because that's not how it should be Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so once you left the team did you hear from any like of your teammates did you hear from anyone you know did they check up on you to see how you were doing anything like that definitely not no no and I'm assuming also after you posted your statement on Instagram you still didn't hear anything like even still to this exact moment you haven't heard anything from anyone Um, So
1: I've heard, I've not heard from people on the team, I heard from Alonza. And then after the fact, I heard from um, Lexi Graber on social
0: media, but that's it. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there was a few public statements that were put out. um, And I wanted to talk about those and get your thoughts on them. I'm going to run through them real quickly, just in case you know, our listeners haven't seen all of Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. um so there was Luisa blanco obviously we talked about macari Daga, and then lexi graber they all put out statements on twitter lexi was the only one to actually acknowledge you and kind yeah. of the issue um mm-hmm. the rest of um i mean this is just my opinion but the rest of the statements from Luisa and macari they weren't good it kind of came across like they were gaslighting you and trying to invalidate mm-hmm. your experience and your feelings um dana put out a statement and emphasis on statement, because it wasn't an apology. She didn't say yeah. she was sorry. She didn't yeah. acknowledge racism, any of that. Um, Bill put out a statement where he, he did apologize, but he also didn't actually address you or the situation. And then this didn't really sit well with me because he said that the comment he made, the back of the bus comment, was supposed to be lighthearted and that he believes the team knows that he has no intention of hurting anyone. I want to mm-hmm. know from him, how is what you said lighthearted? Oh. <laughs> right, how is, exactly. how is racism lighthearted? Like, oh, like, right I said something racist. That was just supposed to be a joke. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be taken lightheartedly. Exactly. Like, like, you oh, don't God. get to say that. Like, he doesn't exactly. get to say it's lighthearted. And
1: I think he's, I think the main reason why he's apologizing is because it's being brought to the attention of people. Because if he was sorry, he would have told me. Like, right. people are like, and I have seen comments like, why is she, um, why does it have to be like a public apology? And like, you don't know what's going on, on behind closed doors and she just wants attention. But this is the thing. So, first of all, I put out my statement because I wanted, to be able to write my own story because I felt like from all the things that have happened that Dana was trying to write my story for me. Mm -hmm. And because this is a part of my healing, to be able to talk about it freely because at Alabama, I wasn't allowed to. Um, That really helped me. And also it's very important that like you, it's important to have a public apology because now this is a public problem. there are black girls that are uh, committed to Alabama to come in the future. And this is may, could, may affect them, you know, like because if you get a slap on the wrist for doing something, then you feel like it is okay to do it again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so um, that's why it's very, very, very important to me that they acknowledge what they did was wrong, but also to be sorry, you have to know that you did something wrong. Right. So not um, just be also, sorry that you got caught exactly yeah so like maybe they don't think that what they did is wrong which is the biggest problem of of them all but
0: yeah right and that's why i personally believe that if they don't see the problem um you know they're adults they're grown people they they should know they shouldn't have to be told um but maybe they are no longer employed maybe they'll have some time to educate themselves that's kind of it's like the joke that we're making but it really it's dead serious you don't you don't deserve to yeah. a job at the end of this like, that's not exactly right. um the other thing i wanted to mention was you you talked about it earlier but there was a video made by the team where they talked mm-hmm. about their sisterhood and how right. their experience at alabama has been amazing so that that was the team's response to what you said they countered Mm -hmm. it with, well, we have this amazing sisterhood and we've had a great experience here. So how do you feel about that as a team response? As a team response, that looks more like a promotional video
1: before a meet than um, something that you would put out when one of your sisters has been forced out of the team. Um, Honestly, that whole video was problematic, you can tell the girls are reading off of the script. You can literally see Griffin's eyes going back and forth. Um, if it was so f- heartfelt and like that's how they really feel, then they would have been able to talk about it without having to read off of something. Yeah. Um, and I want to emphasize that why would... Okay, so gym, Alabama Gymnastics doesn't... Ha- this, well, while I was there, they hadn't really put a lot of black people in videos or pictures. And so now that you have this video and now you have a black girl basically running the whole video, that is using her as a prop. Like, that is so bad. Like, oh, you couldn't use a black girl in any other time except for now. Like, it's so problematic. Like, I don't understand why they put that out. Like, I don't know why
0: someone thought it was a good idea. Like i was sitting on twitter watching all this unfold and i'm like please stop please stop just stop <laughs> every statement that came out every video i'm like this should not be happening i don't know who's allowing this to happen i know why they're doing it because they're trying to like protect the image of the university and the team right it's mm-hmm. just wrong Ugh. this is okay so a uh, important part that i
1: forgot that my that dana told my mother is that when she called um before my mom was like, I don't want Tia to be talking to Dana because obviously she doesn't have her best interest, Um, is Dana said that she has a program to protect and instead of, and she has to be focusing about worry, she has to be focused on winning a national championship. She, oh no, this is what she said. She said she should be um, focusing on winning a national championship instead of focusing on this. And so, You're more concerned about winning a national championship than worrying about the mental health of your athlete, or worrying about you know your other athletes saying these horrible, horrible things. The N word is something that should never, ever, ever be tolerated in any business setting because you know Adana likes to make this like meets our business um, trips and whatever. So this is a professional setting, like you want to put it. So why would you? allow this in a professional setting right and so like it's just so bad and to go off of one of the statements um Louisa she had no room to talk and honestly that whatever like anything that she has said thus far is just you, you can't use it because first of all honey you're not on the team like you aren't even on the team like you were in high school when I was going through any of this stuff and so for her to say like, you don't even know the half of it, actually, you don't know the half of it because you weren't even there. Like, (laughs) I was just like reading it like, am I crazy? Like, was I on a team? Like, the funny thing is I've never met her. Like, I've never met her at all. Oh, that bothers me. Yeah, like, not once have I spoken to her. Like, we were in a Snapchat group message with the team, but like, I've never been like, hey, Louisa, how you doing, girl? Like, yeah, and like that emphasizes on like the team is going to think the way they want to think. Dana's going to feed them what she wants to feed them, and they're going to believe it, obviously. Like, yeah. it's, and I honestly think that at this point, I would never, like before this and like before all these things have come out, I wouldn't say this, but I honestly don't think that Dana's fit to run a team, to be the head of the team, to be the, you know, like, she what she's saying her statement that she was ultimately responsible for everything like yeah i don't think she's fit to do that
0: no no and with the way she's handled it so far i think she's proven that she's not capable of handling the situation properly um i mean I, i guess that kind of segues into the next question because i mean we have obviously we've made it pretty clear how we feel especially on twitter and stuff what is your ideal outcome here do you think are you okay with just an apology or do you want to see them both fired so i okay so i talked to my mother about this and before
1: i would have been fine with an apology like just acknowledge that you've hurt me and that you know some things that happened in the program were wrong that would have been more than enough for me but now to see that they're still trying to push things under the rug trying to push me away like I don't I I just don't think that they should be coaches mm-hmm. um like I just don't think they should be coaches anymore and um hold on what was I gonna say
0: oh, you can go ahead I was just going to say, yeah, I think that the way that Dana's handling this now, I think it speaks volumes to the kind of person that she is and how she's going to handle any conflict that arises on the team. You know, we could tie this into any sort of situation. What if somebody comes forward with bullying or a sexual assault accusation? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. how she's even handling this situation with you, it it speaks volumes. Exactly.
1: And so one of the gymnasts on Auburn's team – was talking to somebody within Alabama gymnastics. I'm not really sure if it was like one of the managers or the um, athletes, but she said like, okay, so my mom was talking to her mother and her mom said that someone reached out to her daughter and told her that Dana was telling them not to um, reach out to me, not to um, involve themselves with anything with me, not to interact with me at all. So like Dana, thinks that she has a lot of power over these people. And I think that's one reason why she didn't like me and me speaking out because I am a very like I am my own person. And if something's wrong, I'm gonna speak out on it, whether you want me to or not, because I know that it's wrong. And one thing that I'm like one reason why I'm really glad that I spoke out is because now that I spoke out, I have kind of gave other black black gymnasts a voice. And so that's really, really, really important to me because as a black woman and a black person in like majority white settings, you feel uncomfortable a lot because, you know, sometimes you already feel like you don't belong there. And because when you speak out and you go against the grain, a lot of people would and um, would label me as the angry black woman or hard to work with or things like that. And so I just want a lot of black women to know that they have power in their voice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to know what your thoughts are on what you think in general universities or coaches can do to make sure that the environment is more inclusive. What do you, do you have any thoughts on what you think they could do to, you know, make a better environment for all athletes?
1: Um, Awareness is a big thing. Um, I know for gymnastics, you should be aware that this is a predominantly white sport and that you need to make other people of color feel comfortable and um it's not and i want to f- kind of point out the fact that it's not our job to educate other people like you need to educate yourself and so um i feel like that's a big 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 thing and i think that there should be a zero tolerance policy um because those types of things are not jokes and lighthearted comments because we are all old enough to know
0: that there are certain things that you should and shouldn't say So, um, what are your future plans? Are you wanting to transfer somewhere to continue gymnastics or you're not sure? So at first I did want to do that, but then I,
1: so before I put out my statement, I was, um, I did want to do gymnastics, but I was concerned that any place that I contacted, they would call Dana. And so I knew that she would not say anything good about me. So I knew that that was going to be really, really tough but at this point I feel like I've sacrificed so 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 much for gymnastics and I would rather have a um, college experience that I am enjoying that somewhere goes somewhere that I'm appreciated that I'm accepted somewhere that I'm wanted so right now I'm looking at HBCUs um, and like it's so sad that there's no gymnastics programs at any hbcus but i would rather sacrifice my last year of gymnastics than to be really 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 unhappy anywhere else that i go so for people who
0: may not know can you say what that is hbcu oh um it's a historically black college university okay Mm -hmm. um I just wanted to say that when we were preparing for this podcast, you know, we talked about reading the Sports Illustrated article, and um, you mentioned that you felt, you know, retaliated against, obviously, and that you kind of felt like you, you lost your team and you were alone. Um, I just wanted to say to you that, first of all, that I'm sorry, you know, that happened to you, and you've gained a team in the gym tonight because... Yes, even I when have. Alabama <laughs> stops talking about this, we're not gonna stop talking about it. And you know that next yeah. time college gymnastics season rolls around, when Bama's on our screens at Friday Night Heights, we're gonna be talking about it. And people are gonna yeah. hold Dana accountable and Bill accountable, even if the university isn't. Right. They aren't. They are gonna continue to hear about this until until they're fired. Exactly. So, I just wanted to say it to you because okay. I there's the petition that's going around. I think it has like over Mm -hmm. 3,000 signatures and um, the gym tonight is rallying for you. So I hope that you can feel that and know how supported you are. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like that's the one reason why I'm like, uh, it's okay because I have so much support. And I appreciate that so, so, so much. So thank you guys. Yeah, Yeah. of
0: course. And you're so brave too for speaking out because, you know, knowing that you're, you kind of, in theory, put your gymnastics career on the line. Cause like you said, you know, you feel like any coach is going to call Dana and she's not Mm going to say nice things about you, even though she doesn't have a right to say anything, not nice about you, but that's a different point. Um, It's just, yeah, you you sacrifice so much just to speak the truth and to be retaliated against and be treated like you were and are. I think that's so horrible, but you're so brave for speaking out. So thank you. you. You're making the future better for the future generations and any, you know, black athletes coming in, in the future, you're fighting for justice and stuff for them as well. So we thank you for everything that you've done and standing up for what's right. Thank you. Did you have anything else that you wanted to like add or anything you wanted to talk more about? Oh okay so there's something
1: that I just remembered mm-hmm. that like okay nothing can happen if the inside of the system is broken. And so I think that something huge that needs to be ha- that needs to happen is to look into Greg Byrne because not only <laughs> are the coaches not saying anything but neither is Greg Byrne but he can tweet about, you know, a black athlete coming back because he was going to go to the NBA. But the thing that really just took it over the edge is he blocked my mother on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, he what? blocked your yeah, mom was, on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. not
0: that's not a cute look. Wait, did he block you too? Yeah. Or?
1: No, no, he didn't block me. But he blocked my mother. And like, my, my mom hasn't said really anything. But like, after he blocked her, she was like, what the heck,
0: yeah. I was gonna ask. So, was your mom like on Twitter saying stuff? Like, why why would he? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, she hasn't really said anything.
1: Like, yeah. up until the point that, she, that he blocked her, like, he, she, it was mainly
0: me saying stuff. Yeah. Like, That's, why would he? And just for the record, so people know, Greg Byrne, he's the athletic, director. The athletic director. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm
1: like, so you want people to believe that your program is so inclusive and, you know, you stand up for people of color in any setting, which he said in his statement but then you're going to
0: block out the voice of a uh, black athlete's parents. Like that's yeah. just such a bad look. Like that's not smart to do. It's like everyone's trying to silence you. Oh, for sure. That's so bothersome. That makes me so angry. And it's, it's yeah. not even just, at this point, it's not even just Dana and like the gymnastics team. It's like now it's going higher up to like the athletic director. And it's like, everyone's yeah. in like this cahoot where they're gonna try and like silence it's you like, and like push it. you out exactly yeah but the good thing is that I feel like people do see through it the people on the team may not but like outsiders like we know what happened Mm. and we believe you so the university can honestly do whatever they want like we all know what happened you know what happened and we are going to view them differently because of it so and that that lands on them and so I was talking to ESPN and um
1: one of the guys asked me like can you get your um the documents for your title nine investigation and one thing that really bothers me is that like they only asked me so it was on my shoulders to to start the investigation in which i chose to and it was deemed a joke but they only asked me if like they asked me for the permission to go under investigation for the back of the bus statement but literally nothing else which i think is a problem in itself like they should have an investigation as a whole because everything else was also messed up too but um when espn talked to title nine they said that um that i dropped the ball because um in that time that it was like i don't remember how long it was but i stopped responding because like i wasn't here mentally and i didn't even want to be at the school anymore and so he was, like, one, like one of the famous guys is, like, so if you had, like, an allegation of, like, sexual assault or something else, it's not on the back of the person who reported it to get results. And, like, I feel like that's going to be something that Alabama's going to try to, you know, use against me. But, like, that makes no sense. This is your job. You should do your job.
0: Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. No, yeah, truly, that's a really good point. The second that any problem is brought to the coach, they, like, that is their job. To address that exactly. it. their job to handle it like you don't get to just like sweep it under the rug uh i'm frustrated i'm frustrated for you truly i mm-hmm. every time i read that sports i read it like several times and i'm like mm, <laughs> nope these people need to go um yeah. so we're, we're gonna continue to talk about it and um like you said it's not gonna go away yeah if they're <laughs> still there if they don't get fired every single time anyone sees them whether it's on twitter they come on the tv screen like this is going to be talked about so right. they're going to have to live with that. To them <laughs> <laughs> yeah truly they are, are going to have to live with it so you have did the right yeah. thing by speaking out and speaking your truths thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode and thank you again to tia for being courageous enough to share your story with the whole world We want you to know that we stand with you and we'll continue to fight for justice. And we thank you for helping to lead change within college gymnastics. And guys, again, please, if you haven't already sign that petition in support of Tia. And let's continue to put pressure on not only the University of Alabama, but also the athletic department to practice what they preach and to remove those who do not align with the values that are used to promote the gymnastics program time and time again. Next week, we're going to have former Prakash gymnast and a three-time U.S. Junior National Champion, Crystal Yuzelak, on the show to talk about the Athlete A documentary and also to share a little bit of her experience in the sport of gymnastics. So feel free to send us any questions that you may want answered. You can reach us on our social media at All Things Gym Pod. That's on both Twitter and Instagram. Or you can shoot us an email at allthingsgympod at gmail.com. We hope you guys have a great week, and if you're here in the United States, enjoy your Fourth of July, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next Monday. Bye. Bye.